BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Welcome new listeners to I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast. I have been doing this podcast since April of 2013 and I have always been a podcast fanatic. I love listening to podcasts. I love hearing people talk about their lives. And the reason I started this podcast was at the time I was on a TV show called Chelsea Lately where I was appearing nightly making jokes about celebrities. And then people could also see me on Drunk History where I was getting wasted talking about history. And nobody really seemed to know who I was. Did they think people thought I was drunk like that all the time? Or they thought, oh, Jen only cares about Lindsay Lohan. And I felt like, you know what? I really want people to know who I am. And unfortunately, when I was on the road a lot, people would be at my shows screaming out, let's get drunk or whatever. And I thought, oh, they don't really know me. I'm not that fun. And so as a joke, I said, I'm going to do a podcast called I Seem Fun, meaning, but I'm not. And then I called it the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast because it was supposed to be a once a week and it still is solo podcast where I talk about what went on with me during the week, whether it's serious or silly you know, kind of curmudgeon-y complaining, whether it's something going on in the world, something political. I've cried on this podcast. I've taken you guys deep into my life, breakups and get-back-togethers and family stuff. It's just like your friend talking to you who's rude and doesn't let you get a word in edgewise. And it's off the top of my head every week. I prepare briefly the topics I want to talk about, but that's it. It's just a fun free-for-all where you can just see the real me. And, uh, I hope you enjoy it. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can listen on Google Play. You can listen on Stitcher. You can listen on SoundCloud. And uh, I'll give you a review from the Onion AV Club. What makes I Seem Fun? The Diary of Jen Cockman. See, I can't even advertise my own fucking show. What makes I Seem Fun? The Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast funny is Kirkman's inherent knack for cultivating conflict, even talking into a microphone in a room by herself. Whether she's dissecting a negative iTunes review from an angry Christian or seriously considering a class action lawsuit against Robin Thicke for being gross, Kirkman is eternally embattled, but she tempers her cynicism with sweetness, and more often than not, she's right. That is from the Onion AV Club. So if you're curious, well, I guess you can start with this episode and go through the backlog. 
If you want to stay, here comes the podcast. You're about to get on the ride. I see the I see the The Diary of Jack Kirkman podcast. Let's start with, do you need, um, you don't need this, right? You're so cute. All right, I'm ready. Oh, sorry. Did we, uh, did we get all that, too? Yes. That's cute. We never start that way. I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast, episode 230. I think this is going to be 239. It is the advice episode with our dear friend, Allison Castillo, who I won't... I don't say Castillo. I say Castillo. That's fine. Allison, say hello to everybody. Hi, I'm so glad to be back. Allison is super into this. Like, I picked her up this morning. <laughs> I'm really into and it. And she was like, I'm at Starbucks going over notes. Yeah. I'm and she's like, now, are there any questions that this... I'm like, I haven't even fucking read them. Like, I, I mean, I have. I actually... This is part one. There's going to be a second parter. Right. I have a lot recording of time tomorrow. on my hands, though, you have to realize. Well, But people, I would do it anyway, guys, because I love you. People are grateful for it. Now, let me run everyone by really quick what to do with this... Uh, visit at I Seem Fun Podcast on Twitter, and uh, I will post this episode and tell us how much you love us. Go to facebook.com slash I Seem Fun Podcast. Go to my website, jenkirkman.com. Click podcast. You can check out the show descriptions and all the different ways to listen to this podcast, which is iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, something else, something else. Go to iTunes, give it five stars, and subscribe, and put I've never listened to this as your review. Um... <laughs> That's it. And if you have any, if you want advice or you want to comment on something or say thank you or whatever, I seem fun at gmail.com. We are part of the All Things Comedy Network. Go to allthingscomedy.com and look at or listen to other podcasts that are there. And today's sponsors are Quip and Talkspace. And we'll talk to you about our great uh, partners, partners, podcasts. I mean, sponsors. At sponsors. <laughs> Damn it. They are. Great. I am Alice doesn't remember things anymore. The movie with... <laughs> Stop. I don't even know. No, uh, the yeah. redhead. Yeah. We have... No, no joke. Moore? We do have early Alzheimer's in my famille. So why not? Why not? Why not? Um, everything else in life, I was a late bloomer, but I could see where with the early Alzheimer's, I get it You're earlier early than bloomer. the early. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm early blooming. You're early onset Alzheimer's. If I were a... Ra- if I had... That would be like a Beastie Boys song, I feel like. Early Early, early blooming. Bloomin'. Early bloomin', early. Bloomin'. It sounds a little femmy for them. Early bloomin'. And the Beastie Girls, the Yeasty Girls. Isn't that a thing? Just a thing. I don't know. Is it? It Sorry, sounds like guys, it should, you it know were. how an idea sounds so good. You're like, <laughs> that it's got to be a thing already. You don't think? The Yeasty Girls. I swear to God, it's like a bakery in Brooklyn. Like, don't oh you think God, it is? Totally. I'm looking it up as you talk. It would be the Yeasty Goys in in Brooklyn. See, this is good. Guys, Whatever this is you're it. doing, if you are a can baker you get paid to do this? And you want to take that name in, only in Brooklyn, though. It has, maybe in Portland. Oh, yeah. There is a thing called the Yeasty Girls. It's all over oh, YouTube. Okay, great. They're, I guess they're rappers. Makes sense. Oh, we're like 100. I guess they're rappers. <laughs> I believe they're MCs. MCs. All right. MCs. Let's start with the issues at hand. Now, so many issues. <sighs> I know that I put these in a certain order, but yeah. I didn't necessarily mean them. Let's start light. Okay. Uh, that's no pun intended okay. to the fact that our that first one is yes. a body image question. Body image question. Let's talk about... Now, I tried to put these in categories. Okay. 
Um, let's do some quick, fun ones. Okay. A woman was mean to her office mate at work okay. over the flu shot. Can we shot. really talk about this? Because we have to give a little background on this one, don't we? It, didn't she previously? Oh, we can. Oh, no, we don't. No, we can. I would say this woman previously wrote in a bunch of other work issues, but we didn't get to it last right. time because the email was really long, so long, and so I feel bad, and I wanted to But it's the same her. issue. It's the same issue. That's what I wanted yeah. to say. Like, it was the same issue. has a continuing issue at yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you just... were going to say her name. That's why no, I gave you No, God, no. I would never. I... Guys, it's guys. attorney-client privilege here on the ICM fund. Yeah, so I feel bad Advice woman whose name I don't know. Um, never. Who? What woman? <laughs> we couldn't answer it last time because we didn't have time. And then I was like, when you sent this, like, quicker one about the flu shot, I thought, oh, this encapsulates... It encapsulates, exactly. Everything. everything. So, so let's start with this she one. She got it out, and then she encapsulated, which I like. You wrote us uh, so many great <laughs> emails, and then so I thought we'd honor you by starting first. Um, Congratulations. Okay. So again, I don't have your name, but I was about to go for my flu shot at work yesterday. Bruce said, that's your coworker, <laughs> um, it's really painful. I said, at the time I thought in an adorably teasing tone, but now on reflection I'm thinking possibly may have come across as a bit unkind and not being my best self. Really, Bruce? Maybe it's just that you haven't experienced much pain. I was intending a subtext of, I'm a woman, I have pain every month, I've had a baby, don't you assume your pain threshold is the same as mine? To which he said, well, Jane, oh wait, is that your real name or did I change it? Who cares? It's funny. Um, if it makes you feel better to say that, to which I said nothing. And now a day later, I'm still feeling crappy about it. I'm feeling crappy because I said something mean and I don't think of myself as someone who says mean things. And I'm feeling crappy because I don't actually think I said something mean. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And Bruce has no self-awareness, ability to be self-deprecating or sense of humor. And why should I have to pander to that? Why is it such a struggle to be, in quotes, the better person? Which I think she means by that, like the bigger person, right? Yes, yeah, okay. I, I believe um, yes. Allison, take it away. I'm going to write down my so thoughts. So much here. Um, first of all, I'm looking at the woman in the mirror. I'm asking her to change her ways. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, make that change. Um, Jane, if that is your name, which we hope it's not. <laughs> Sorry. Not because it's a bad name, just because we weren't supposed to say it. Um, there's so much in here that's so interesting to me. First of all... If you say to someone, maybe you haven't experienced that much pain, and then you have like three um, lines of subtext that is what you meant it to say, why didn't you just say that? Like, that's just a lot of subtext to expect anyone to get. Like, if you, if you had thrown <laughs> out a little like, Bruce, I had a baby. I think I can handle it. Then it'd just be like, ha ha, move on. And Bruce could say whatever he wants. It doesn't matter. What's really, I think what's so the meat yes. of this to me, the meat of this is... This guy pushes your buttons so much, mm -hmm. which is why I'm saying look at the woman in the mirror. Mm -hmm. The bottom line here to me is you want Bruce to change, and Bruce is not going to change. Mm -hmm. The only thing you can do is deal with yourself in this situation. And I'm not sure why he bugs you so much, mm -hmm. but there's something there. Like you, he, there's some reason that right here in the sentence. Bruce has no self-awareness, ability to be self-deprecating, or sense of humor. That bugs you so much. Why can't you just walk away and not care? I really think this is so about you and not about Bruce. Mm-hmm. That's my take. It's not helpful, but it's my take. <laughs> no, I think it's good. And you, you, made, you jogged my brain. Um, walk away and not care, or as I would say. Okay. So <laughs> now I want to validate that I'm a big... Uh, I remember when my when I had my sinus surgery, mm -hmm. and um, my doctor gave me Vicodin and kept saying, "There's going to be pain. There's going to be pain. There's going to be pain." And there was zero pain. 
there was just zero pain after. It was more that I couldn't breathe because mm-hmm. um, he had removed a bone from my nose and the inside of my nose was so swollen that it was that really shut hurts. completely. Yeah. Yeah. And there were these stints in my nose and I couldn't breathe. And it was a mind fuck to, and you're not allowed to uh, go or blow your nose oh for three God. weeks. And it was like constant stuff dripping and like blood and it felt like I was starting to go insane and I wasn't sleeping because yeah. you have to sit up. So it wasn't pain. It was mind fuckery. And I yeah. literally, literally not joking. If I had to live that way, would probably not choose to live anymore. Like it was that wow. fucked up. I'm not kidding. I didn't sleep more than an hour a night and I couldn't breathe. Right. So you were just going out of your head. I was going yeah. out of my head. Now, this is what I started thinking. I was like, why didn't he tell me about this? I was having a resentment at him. And when I went to visit him after five days and he was removing the stints from my nose, I'm like, you were so focused on the pain. I never took one Vicodin. And I was thinking to myself, which I've heard you don't need to say to myself because thinking is only to yes, yourself. Yes, only to yourself. Is, uh, is like, because I was so angry and resentful at him. I was like, oh, a man. Because all he could think about is the pain. I mean, he doesn't know pain. Right. And he, he's, because he's a man, he's not a good doctor because he's not giving accurate descriptions of what we're going to go through because he's focused on the pain because that's what a man would do because men don't know how to handle pain like women who All go true, through childbirth by the way yes agree. well then i take it to women who go through childbirth i never had a kid do you know why one of the big reasons i don't want to go through the fucking pain so i at least give her credit oh for having had a baby no 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 i agree that men are babies about pain a hundred percent but your thing my issue is that she has a huge issue with this guy like he's not a mind reader her last note to us was like paragraphs long about this guy. And I've been in this situation. I worked with someone for many years who like drove everybody off their rockers. Mm -hmm. But I finally came to the conclusion like this person is not going to change. So you have to make the decisions in that situation about what you're going to do. Are you going to get a new job? I mean, that sounds drastic, but I'm just saying, are you going to go, I'll never get along with Bruce. So I'm just going to avoid him as much as I can. Because the sentiment I get out of this is that she's, he pushes buttons in her. She would like him to be a different person. And she resents, in her mind, always having to be the bigger person because he bugs her so much. Yeah, yeah. But if he didn't get to you, you wouldn't have to be the bigger person. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I don't know. Sometimes you have to just make the change in yourself so you don't go crazy. But a lot of times yeah. when I've done that with certain problematic people... I, this thing happens where I'm like, oh my God, they're changing. And they're not. It's just that my perspective. You're, yeah, Right. That's and an interesting point. So sometimes that does happen. That can um, happen. Now, what I was going to say is what you said, like, eh, Bruce, I've had a baby. I think I can handle pain. That would have been perfect because you get the snark out at him. You get to take <laughs> a dig and you don't have to then be later mad at him that he didn't get your underlying whatever. Right, right. Um, you got to be more clear. If you want to be snarky, just lay it out, you know? Um, right. Also, right. Uh, his he's no self-awareness, ability to be self-deprecating or sense of humor. Now, I'm sure you're not wrong. You see him every day, but that is called like taking someone else's inventory. So we don't need to do that because it only brings us more pain. And then it solidifies. If we're like, we're right about this person, then you solidify your own pain with them and you you're keep right. doing it. So when Allison is saying, hey, just walk away, even if you can't truly feel in your heart that you're letting it go, act as if, but this is all my... Fake it my, to make yeah, it. Yeah, this is all my, like, 
Alan on each 12 step stuff. Just walk, just walk away, act as if you don't care. And eventually you will start to feel like you don't care. Now, maybe not about huge things, but this is a great way to, to use that tool. And the other thing is, why is it such a struggle to be the better person? Well, nobody's asking you to be the better person. You actually don't have to be a better person than Bruce. Like Allison suggested, you can say something fucking snarky to him and be real clear. Maybe he'll start to back off from you. Like be the cunt you want to be. <laughs> if you want to go be the cunt you want to see in the world. Exactly. You be, know what either I mean? be the change you want to see or be the cunt <laughs> you want to see. So I would say that like maybe you're kind of half-assing your um disdain for him. Yeah, I, I let it fly if you want to. You, you seem very ambivalent about like you're like I feel bad because I said something mean, but I don't think it's mean. I yes. find that really interesting. I loved that part because I feel like you're struggling with your feelings of like, maybe I'm being mean to Bruce. I shouldn't be mean to Bruce. I blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I think, again, there's something in here to me where it's so Bruce focused. Yeah. And it should be Jane focused. Thank you. And I think if you're being your authentic self, you won't feel mean in that sense of like, you know, the boundary to not be like, hey, you're a fucking asshole, blah, blah, blah. But like, again, like right. make a little joke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like a shoulder, maybe do a jazz hand or a shoulder shrug. <laughs> don't suggest, people don't know the correct jazz hands and you know, okay. it bothers me. But a fake top hat, I find, is <laughs> a great like button on anything. Just throwing it out there. It's actually kind of fun to do too when they can't even see you doing it yeah like just you know to you yourself. know you have your top hat that's all you need i might have to make a video of you doing the fake top hat <laughs> always okay so this is another work one and then we'll get to some body image okay. body image um I like that theme song political discussions at work oh, oh this, this is one. a long one but i'm gonna shorten I, it i think you should do it though because I've, i'm sure you have a lot of interesting i don't really know what i think okay i have okay. a question about dealing with politics at work i don't mean office politics but actual conversations about politics. First of all, I live in Ontario, Canada. Do you know that Canada burned down the White House in 1812? That's what Donald Trump said last week. Did you know that he said that? Did you fucking know that I'm he said sorry. that? I can't breathe it. He thought the, the War of 1812 nation? was Canada all burning down the White House. Oh, my God. I, there wasn't even a Canada then. I don't I believe. Can't, I can't. So he's picking fights with um, Canada. Yeah, over. Okay. So we're not dealing with Trump-level insanity. But we do have a prime minister and also a provincial government here that a lot of people really dislike. Currently, both levels of government are liberal. Cry me a fucking river, Canada. And they're not perfect, (laughs) but they're both actually pretty decent, especially compared to where things could go. If this letter is going to be like, I don't know, they pay 140% of our health care. Some people want them to pay only 100%. We are arguing. We have a provincial election coming up. It sounds condescending, but I know you just means the literal word provincial, not the... (laughs) That government is so provincial. (laughs) Coming up in early June that I get the feeling a really shitty conservative guy is going to win based on the general anger towards the current provincial government. My issue, the manager, who is mainly off-site and only stops in perhaps once a week for an hour, is very much anti the current liberal government. Out of completely nowhere, he occasionally tries to engage us in political talk, which feels like it often turns into mansplaining about how much the liberals are screwing us in business. So I'm assuming this is a woman. I'm 34 mm-hmm. and younger than him, so being a younger woman mm-hmm. oh, sure plays into this as well. My strategy so far has been to listen, not really engage, and occasionally say something so wild that it just shuts him down. For once, I, one, one time I said, the leader of the Green Party here would make the best prime minister. So wild. I can't <laughs> believe you said that. He responded by calling her a train wreck and then dropping the subject. He sometimes says things that seem inappropriate to talk with employees about complaining about the minimum wage increase, its effect on business, in front of someone who is whatever. Uh, our government is working to blah, blah, blah. he may be also part he may also be part of the team deciding if I get the promotion. Could my crazy politics influence him? Well, this doesn't sound legal any of this. 
I, I just wrote not okay next to it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she said, um, I've always heard don't talk about sex, politics, or religion. Yep. So it's uncomfortable, but really, because we have such different viewpoints, if he were my manager and we agreed on things, I'd be fine discussing politics within reason. Yeah, of course. We used to discuss things a little a few years ago when he was around more, and before he got so angry about the government. That's those fucking Russian operatives invading all manner of dialogue, like like all these hate groups online that, you know, is it hypocritical to only want to discuss politics with people I agree with? No, not with this. I'm, I not know in this context. No one believes me, but that's how, with Russia has no money, no weapons. That's how they divide people. Like all of the online trolls, they invade, they start debates and yes, people well, that is believe them. Happening. And they, yeah, yeah. And they get crazy. So we're dealing with, with sane people and crazy people. And I don't mean right or left. You, I'm trust me. Um, well, I, I so mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really fucking know. Except I would say, um, <laughs> I have two things. I don't know what the laws are in Canada. It sounds I, like this would be illegal, and you could tell HR. Well, that's the thing. I, I wrote, Google it. I wrote down. Um, is there anyone who can tell him to shut it? That's what I said. Yeah. As in, is there anyone you can go to either in HR, which we all know HR doesn't do anything, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. or somebody higher up on like the executive level. Hi, we're just taking a photo. That's why we paused. Um, who you could say, like, this really isn't cool. Because it sounds like she's like, he stops in and she keeps saying he engages us yeah. in political talk. So it sounds like he's has a captive audience here that he's, like, <laughs> trying to, like, get his views out to. And that's not cool. That's not what you do in the workplace. If you're sitting in your boss's office and you both have a conversation about politics, that's one thing. But, like, a captive I, I, he's, he's your superior. Like none of this is okay. No, it's not good. And especially, I would say if you have other people there, which it sounds like you do band together and figure out how shut you want to, how you want to shut him yeah. down. I also think someone like this just wants to talk. They probably wouldn't even be happy if they worked with conservatives. They sound miserable. Like, I don't think your job's going to be on the line because of your different views. Um, whether you even express them or not, this person just blah, 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 blah. They just want to hear themselves talk. Right. They're angry. It's it's not going to affect your job. Just strategically, maybe get the promotion and then yes, shut exactly. Down. I'm just saying. And I also think maybe just re- like put it in writing. Like even if you just write a document and give it to someone or date it and send it to yourself or just have it in writing. But I would yeah I think definitely you should have document human, it. That's you should have human like, resources. Yeah. Something what about say. what about this is a terrible suggestion. <laughs> Turn right. on that old voice memo tape recorder when he walks in. Fucking record him. Just have it. You don't know when you might need it. Is that legal? Are we allowed to just... Well, do I it. I don't know. Just, just have it. Just, just, just get the evidence and just worry get about the, the legality later. And I just looked We're up... We're giving you great advice right now. I looked up Canada employment law. Most workers in Canada, about 90%, are protected by the employment laws of their province or territory. Each has its own legislation. The labor program... Administers, <laughs> I like labor. to say, administers the federal labor standards that define employment. So, look at, I'm sure you're product. There's no fucking way Canada doesn't have great laws about this stuff. Maybe right. other Canadians could write in, but I think she's saying generally, am I bad for not wanting to engage with someone who's different politics than me? And I think, no, not in this climate. It's not the same as old school Republicans, and I know they don't have the same party system, but you know. Uh, so a conservative wants actual conservation, and I want to protect the woodlands, and someone else wants to de- de- develop buildings on them. Like, I, this is, these are not the discussions we're having right, anymore. Right, right. Or like, no, this sounds like someone who hates 
It's like this weird guy who hates uh, people that have less money for some reason. Hates minimum wage being raised. Like, like that's going to affect right. him. Um, so I hope and that was he helpful. he definitely has some kind of, like, he sees a captive audience and he's using it, which I don't think is a cool in the workplace. He's like David Brent, but not funny. So is Ricky Gervais. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh ouch. Oh, oh, that one hurt. That got a laugh out loud from Aaron. Wow. Are, okay. we, are you looking at something else? Thank you. Um, <laughs> when you get an lis- Aaron laugh, you know you did well. That's what he, Or he's listening to another podcast. Yeah, all or, things that, or that. All right, let's get into body image. Yeah, I really like these questions, guys. Um, Thank you for writing these ones. I love Allison them. told me because I have body dysmorphia with my bum. <laughs> yes, she's not. But I'm not to allowed speak. to talk. <laughs> this. It's um, okay. But, we all, but that I think that just goes to the heart of the matter, which is that it doesn't matter. I, you know, this the second letter. The heart of the matter. <laughs> Keep going. I don't know the rest of that song. I don't either. Um, especially pointed out in the second letter we got here, or the second request, um, that it doesn't matter what you look like as a woman. You still don't like the way you look. And this is really the thing we have to start changing. Okay, go ahead. That's right. Some- and I'm changing it by losing five pounds in my bum. I am changing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Um, Call I'm, me the voice. Uh, but no, this is the first one. Body image issues. Don't use my name. In the last five years, I've put on 75 pounds. And then she put in parentheses, yes, you read correctly. Um, I am currently... Now, to me, that does sound like a lot of weight. But in the realm of a lot of weight being gained, it also sounds about right. Does that well, make sense? Well, I mean, I've put on the same amount of weight in the last however many years, five, ten years, or whatever it's been. Yeah, 75 is I put it on. A big amount. Exactly the same as you, my lady. I feel you. I love this. I'm currently working on taking it off, diet, exercise, slow and healthy. Good. I put on the weight during a nasty divorce, and while working in a toxic workplace. No excuses, she says, but eating was the short-term stress outlet. I don't think those are excuses. Those aren't excuses. I don't like how I look, and I feel very uncomfortable in my own body. Yeah, it's a terrible feeling. While my husband, I remarried a wonderful man, loves me and has no issues with my body. Good for him. But also, like, you know, you got to live in it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I'm glad that she has support. Yeah, that would be awful if he's like, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> this is your shitty husband. <laughs> Can't fit into the wedding dress anymore. Stop eating. Um, I'm finding it hard to interact in public being this weight. Um, now, I will say, I told Allison, I, I had gained uh, 55 pounds. So we've both, we've both, just to say, we've both transitioned. Been there. We've yeah. both transitioned. Um, I it was a terrible to, feeling. I happen to um, go up and down a lot. I happen to do that a lot. I currently just go up and down by 10. But back then it was 55, and I didn't go up or down. I went up, stayed up, and uh, I know that feeling of being out in public. How I just, long would you say you were at that weight? Yeah. I'm just curious. I can't remember. Maybe a year. Oh, okay. It wasn't, it was not even that long. It was on the way up for two years and it was that wait for maybe seven to 12 months. Okay. Um, uh, I'm finding it hard to interact in public being this weight. Examples of this would be speaking up to strangers in awkward social social situations, someone cutting in line, saying Mm -hmm. something inappropriate. I I know exactly. I believe this is due to lower self-esteem being heavier, of course. While I work on losing weight, what advice do you and Allison have to counteract that feeling of not wanting to make a spectacle of yourself while not feeling 100% at your best. Allison, I give it to you. Do you want to do you want to do both of these or one at a time? Should we I think they're different enough okay. that we can do dipsies. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I have I have a lot of advice we for both these ladies who wrote in about this stuff. Um 
first of all, you sound like you're on, in this particular one, you sound like you're in a pretty good place in terms of like working on taking off that weight in a healthy way. So I think good for you. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about, though, this is interesting to me, the social situations, the all of that. Because um, I know that in terms of, um, well, you're married, so it's different. That's interesting. I know it in terms of feeling like um, sexy and mm-hmm. wanting to flirt with men and stuff like that. I think that's how it affects me more. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really a bummer to me. Like, I think... I think you just, I mean, this, anyone would tell you this, but I think you need to, first of all, give yourself a break. Mm-hmm. You know why you went through this. Not a Kit Kat break. <laughs> Not during this time of trying to eat healthy, I'm just saying. <laughs> but you need to, and, and really approach yourself with kindness, you know, mm-hmm. like accept that you are where you are and try to be kind to yourself. And the fact that you say you're going to make a spectacle of yourself, mm-hmm. I mean, that to me speaks straight to the idea of the signals that women are given on a daily basis that we should be smaller and quieter and disappear. Right. Like she's saying, well, if I'm physically big, then I have to compensate by being vocally small. Right. Or taking Not up taking, yeah. taking up less space. Right. Energetically, and also, I guess you would say. I'm, wor- I'm wondering if she's thinking like, I represent all overweight people in that sense of like, if I'm cutting in line, this person's going to go, oh, it's because they're overweight, they're lazy or they... No, they- this is someone cutting in line on her. Oh, sorry. That if she said... Oh, right. Like, so so she doesn't yeah. want to speak she up. She doesn't speak up. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I think the fear there is if she feels... I mean, I'm guessing. I'm, I think she's you not nailed it. saying this outright, but um, you don't want to say anything to anyone about their inappropriate behavior because you're afraid they're going to go, hey, fatty. Like, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That, that, yeah. The oh, fear sorry. of that kind of exactly. response. like That reciprocation. And that's a... That's just terrible. <laughs> like that's no, a bummer. It sucks. And, and she might not be wrong. Someone might act that. Someone way. might do that, and that is just horrifying. And yeah. I'm sorry if that has happened to you. But if it hasn't happened to you, I would say just try to be yourself because you still are yourself. This is the problem we separate. Like I do this all the time. I have mm-hmm. this feeling that I'm not myself anymore because I'm heavy, and you have this other thin self that you see over here on the side that you're like, but that's the other me, but you, it's yeah. not, you're the, you are yourself. You got to deal with who you are in this moment. You may not be here forever. You may be able to lose that weight. Good for you. Go for what you want, but you still have to be the person you are. Yeah. I was just thinking that it's like, Oh, thin, when I'm thin again, I'll feel more comfortable speaking up. And that's that probably is true. But like for now you can't, like the weight takes over so much mm-hmm. and makes you feel stripped of yourself. Sometimes yeah. like your dignity your pride or whatever, like don't let it strip away things that, that are there naturally. Like if you're naturally don't, don't speak up anyway, when you're two pounds, then yeah, but this is, this is not that. And I think like you're saying that the cycle of self-hatred, like any little tiny fucking thing, like the things she listed, nasty divorce and toxic workplace are giant things. Those are huge. Who wouldn't stress eat? I know. But once you've already hit a weight that makes you hate yourself in a way, any tiny fucking thing can go right, fuck it. And mm. so that... Oh, yeah. So talking to yourself negatively will build up in your it's mind. It's going to compound the... Fish. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you don't have to be like, wow, I love how I feel. I'm going to wear a fucking bikini, but like, just love, just loving yourself and going, and it's okay if I speak up. 
I just, any tiny thing you can do in your mind will help support your feeling of worth. Like I deserve to weigh a healthier weight or, you know, change the way I look. But uh, she said, well, what advice to counteract that feeling of not wearing? And also a spectacle, like a spectacle is a big word. So you're seeing yourself as like too much. Like we said, yeah, you're, you're, it's like, but and and think about it's I not going to be a spectacle, right? It's, and I think also like, imagine if a friend came up to you and said that, like, yes, like you would never say to a friend of yours or your husband if he put on weight, for example, you'd never be like, you're making a spectacle of yourself. <laughs> but you'll say it to yourself, right? So try to be. I hate to say it, but try to be your own best friend. Like try to be a better friend to yourself, right? Because, yeah. and also go where the support is. You know, like. You have a husband who doesn't care. And I mean, I know sometimes that doesn't help because you're like, well, I want to feel better. Mm-hmm. But go talk to people. Like, you're being so honest here. And I think that that's a huge part of what's helpful to women. And I think things are starting to really slowly change. And I think the more women who talk about this in a really honest and straightforward way, like you're doing, is very helpful. So I think keep talking to people about it people who understand, people who love you, people who are supportive of you. And um, just keep giving yourself that, like, okay for yourself. You yeah. know, you're okay and you're not a spectacle. <laughs> unless you are walking around with fireworks inside of Starbucks. Say fireworks. <laughs> I was going to say, unless she's not telling us something. Yeah, like if you've been fireworks. walking around holding fireworks, if you're holding out on us, that is a spectacle, but one I'd like to see, quite frankly. Yeah, that sounds kind of fun. Oh, we love you. And also, when Allison said, I hate to say it, be your own best friend, sometimes we need what I find very comforting is the same old, not cliches, but like expressions. Right. That, like, you don't. When someone says something to me, even if it's something I know, hearing it over and over again is very helpful. Yeah. And that's why you're all going to hear over and over again right now that you need talk space in your life. That's right. Allison, you're in therapy, right? Uh, always. Do you, <laughs> do, you, do you know how hard it can be when you're like trying to fit it in at work? And you're leaving, and you only have an hour for lunch. And you're running around, and you're like grabbing just a protein bar. I know. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. And then insurance, that's a battle. Uh, That is the War of 1812, when Canada burnt down the White House. That's what that is. (laughs) That was what it was about, too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Talkspace is here. If you have a phone, if you have a computer, you can improve your mental health from anywhere. Get matched with a licensed therapist from over 2,000 choices. Message them whenever you need to. These are like people with master's degrees. Amazing. Yeah. I always say to people, if you're the friend at brunch that's like, people are always like, I don't need therapy. I just talk to my friends at lunch. I'm like, can you imagine the other friends? (laughs) Being like, yeah. Therapy is not about like bitching. It's like, you know, sometimes it is like, oh my God, my childhood trauma. But sometimes it's, it can be a, a... a temporary thing, like I'm going for a month to work out this work crisis. Right. Yeah, maybe you're Jane and Bruce. Yeah. Like <laughs> Jane, Jane and Bruce might do couples therapy on <laughs> Talkspace. So it's the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere, anytime. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. Go to Talkspace.com slash Jen and uh, you will get uh, $45 off of your first month. And to show your support for the show. Again, it is a fraction of the cost of therapy. Talkspace.com slash Jen and use code Jen. Get 45 off your first month. That is code Jen. And again, having a therapist (laughs) is just a designated person for you to talk to who's trained to listen and help you make positive changes. Talkspace. I like the way you said that. Do you know that someone told me they thought I was saying Talkspace, T-O-X space, like toxic. (laughs) 
So I'm That's kind of talk space. <laughs> talk space. <laughs> Governor. But isn't it fun? Like, I think it's a cool idea that you get to message your therapist whenever. Because yeah. if I just started texting my therapist now, she'd be like, um. I'm with someone, Jen. <laughs> Is this an emergency call? 911? I don't think it's an emergency, but I definitely think it's urgent. <laughs> Why don't you stop what you're doing? Also, Allison, do you brush your teeth? I've been known to. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm obsessed with Quip. It's a subscription order toothbrush service. Tell me more. Well, I have, okay. There's just so much information here. I never know how to organize it correctly in my mouth the way that I know how to brush my teeth. Okay. How about everybody do this? Get on, go to getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash fun. And you can start reading along uh, about all the great things. Now, it is uh, a subscription service. You get new brush heads on a dentist-recommended three-month plan for just $5, including free shipping. It won Amazing. Time Magazine's Best Invention of 2016, Oprah's 2017 Year O List, it starts at just 25 bucks. Again, get quip.com slash fun. And uh, the price point starts at $25. The prices vary based on the kind of handle and the plan selection you get. But it is an electric toothbrush. And uh, so basically, I have one. And it, it buzzes for two minutes. Yeah, and I it love stops that. the four quadrants, you know, so you know which now to move to oh this my God, part of my mouth. that's amazing. And it's sleek. It's not bulky. And I have Are a rose really gold one. Ones? Yes. Yeah, I look. <laughs> Love those yes. cute toothbrushes. And you can stick it to your mirror and okay, it sticks. this is all amazing. And also, I always forget to buy new brush heads. Oh, so that for someone like me, that would be amazing. For five bucks every three months, they come to your door. And they have their own toothpaste, which is anti-cavity. It's not just some bullshit. I don't think they were like, can you please say swears as much as you want in this? <laughs> but you don't have to worry about getting new brush heads or toothpaste delivered right to your door on schedule. And again, it declutters your bathroom. It doubles as a travel cover. It's super, super cute. And also, it can be masculine as well because they have all different kinds of colors. Fantastic. Mine just happens to be rose gold, but you could get you know a silver or something. Something that doesn't make you feel less of a man yes. um, or whatever gender it feels bad about certain things these days you know how the kids they have all kinds of kids are very fluid these days <laughs> and they're very and they're, you're gonna get oh i was thinking fluoride i was like fluoride that's that's not what fluid is anyway it's an electric tooth tooth toothbrush <laughs> oh my god it is a toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features ultra slim design it's basically like if apple designed a toothbrush get quip dot com slash fun right now to get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash fun. Thank you. Okay. Back to life. And we're back. Back to reality. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> oh my God. My singing lessons are going fantastic. I'm so happy. Allison's friend, Jeff, is, I told the audience Jeff about- Jeff Cabetta, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Cabetta. I, I told them about my singing lessons. I'm so glad. I've only had two. I can't wait till we duet again. But we've been doing all that jazz and you've got possibilities. Oh my God, I sang both of those. I think those are his like... I love like, you've got possibilities. I didn't even know of the song before. Didn't either. Do you know that Linda Lavin sings it? Well, You can download it on iTunes. singing, 100%. And if people don't know Linda Lavin, she was the uh, star of the TV show Alice. But she also has a, a show at the Carlisle Talk Hotel. about that theme song. She Lamb sang it, right? New girl in town. Ba, 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 and she's feeling good. And you know so what good. I love about her? Is she's the same kind of singer I am. Not that good, but sells it with personality and talking, which is how Jeff teaches Here's me to the sing. thing. Yeah. I think that is singing. And Jeff thinks that is singing. I know. I cannot get it out of his head that I'm a bad singer. Because I cannot get not... it into his head that I'm okay, a bad singer. Okay, I just have to tell this quick story. I know we're totally off whatever now. Uh-huh. But... um 
<laughs> my for my fiftieth birthday party. We oh my god, this, I didn't know you were fifty. Gross. Amazing. I know it's <laughs> disgusting. We had this amazing um, karaoke party, and it was in Midtown Manhattan, to live piano, and with Jeff was playing. Right, Jeff played for me at the very end, but. Okay. Um, it's called Sid Gold's. What is it? Yes, yeah, Sid, Sid Gold something. Um, so anyway, you you do karaoke to a live pianist, and Jen, it sounds like it would be hard, but it's easy. Jen kept getting up and singing, and it's my fiftieth birthday party. I've been singing since I was a child, and all my friends were like, "Jen Kirkman can really <laughs> like every like literally." I was getting like texts like that. Jen Kirkman can sing, and I was like, "Is my fiftieth birthday oh, fuckers say I, mean, I can sing?" Like I was so. Pissed. I think people were saying that about you as well. No, they were. They were like, "Jen Kirkman has it all," and I was just like, "So much." She does it all. So you much know for fifty. You know what's funny about that night is, um, I'd had a lot of champagne, <laughs> and I was getting you were, excitable. You were really doing it. You were really. But you know, doing I was singing it. the songs that are good for me. But why sing anything else? What are you, you going to do? That's my problem. Puccini? Whenever, like, what are you no. going to do? Whenever I have a talent, I'm like, well, it's not really a talent because I'm not doing that. Well, I that don't... you should write to this advice show so we can talk about <laughs> that issue right there. If only I had their email. I seem fun at gmail.com. Excuse me. There's an, anyway, so Linda Lavin has a show at the Carlisle Hotel. She does one of those singing yes, I things. I love that. Stuff. I want to go sometime next time I you're in New York go. and next time she's doing it. And next time you, next time you, Linda, and I are all in New York at the same time, let's yeah, do that. Yeah, you know what? Let's just get it to that. Maybe okay. she'll just want to go to Carrie Oaks with us. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, so the way she sings You've Got Possibilities is like, T-shirt, oh no, you've got possibilities. She's just talking, I basically. It. I love it. They don't say T-shirt. Um all right. Oh, so this is another body image. Compulsive oh, eating and, and depressed. I love this woman. I love you. My heart goes out to you. I feel you, feel you, feel you. I'm more in the compulsive eating category. I'm <laughs> not not binge throw up, but a binge eating. Like binger. Me binger. too. Yeah. I'm just bingey binge and stein. I binge and then I don't. And then I, binge, I guess that's what binging means is then you go through periods where you don't. But I, sometimes the period can be 12 hours. I mean, right, it's, up, right. it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, You're crumbelievable. Thank ahead. you. Thank you. Is that an ad for yes, for just, what? Cheese. No, I would think it would be more of like a breaded it was, it was cinnamon like the, thing. The oh, cheese in the pack, you know, that's yeah, already yeah. been crumbed up for you. Crumbed up. Aaron, are we at fifty? No. Okay. Okay. When I made that Kit Kat joke, you know, it was give me a break. break oh, okay. I didn't want you to think I was just randomly no, I, talking about candy. I completely under. Oh, okay. Yes. Did I not laugh at that one? I did. No, no, you did. But I was like, does she think I'm being more insensitive than I am? No, no. I'm being insensitive. I knew you. But meant it was on break brand. Me off a piece yeah. Okay. Of that Kit Kat bar. Um, hi, Jen. Please don't use my name. Whenever I transcribe these onto a piece of paper or cut and paste, I take the names out anyway. So it's there's no we're at no risk here. Except for Jane. Except for Jane. But I think that I, I think I might have even okay. changed that. I have a dear friend who recently lost a lot of weight, probably at least 50 pounds, if not more. We used to be the same weight and commiserate over our compulsive eating at work and always trying to get better together. Now that she has lost all this weight, I harbor this resentment that makes me feel unbelievably shitty. I know. I feel not good enough all the time. I'm 35 and know better that not everything is about weight and looks. Um, I have still beating herself up there with that comment. Like, I should know better. I have been so sad about my own inability to make the changes I want, so I try to tell myself it doesn't matter, except it does matter. Yeah, you're kind of like going against... I'll get into it. It matters to everyone all the time. My friend still feels like she is not good enough, despite the fact that all anyone does 
is tell her that she's hot now and she's lost weight. Well, see, I, I'm, I'm going to... Okay. We have a lot. Society, movies, and TV, all media, it's everywhere. And even when people try to pretend it doesn't matter, well, it just does. I'm a feminist and I am burnt out. I live in Iowa where the most restrictive abortion ban in the country was just passed. And I'm so angry and sad and tired and scared. I went to the Capitol to protest when the bill was being signed. We made signs and screamed for our rights, but sometimes it feels like nothing matters anymore. All anyone wants from women is for them to be smaller, right? Take up less space to quiet down. It's so depressing. I was featured on the news during the protest, and although I'm proud of hell, proud as hell of what I said, all I can really think about is my face looking fat, my hair looking gross. Oh, and that's fucked up. I, she said that I didn't. I spoke eloquently, and I'm proud of myself. That's all that should matter, but it's not. I'm wondering. I'm on meds and in therapy already. My therapist says well, gets be- it gets better. I, now, I have a suggestion. Uh, I, I have some, like... The last line of this is, my heart hurts as I'm writing this letter. Oh, sorry. My heart hurts as I'm writing this letter. And my heart hurts. Like, I feel like this is inside every woman's head that I know. Like, this exact um, email to us. And it makes me, like, as I said, my heart goes out. Like, I literally have this conversation with so many of my friends Mm -hmm. on a weekly basis. So that's one thing. You are by no means alone at all. You are not alone. And I think that that, it's like two things are going on. Like, first of all... Yes, we all have that. We're fighting for our rights, and then we're still worried about how we look and all that stuff. Then there's also, like, it's perfectly normal if you feel you're at a weight that makes you unhappy and is unhealthy. Then you can lose it, and you're not a bad feminist, and you're not a this, and you're not a that. You can, you know, like, men talk about their weight all the time, and it's not shameful, and blah, 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 blah. So you don't have to feel bad. I think you should not feel bad, but you, you should... Uh, go easier on yourself than to be like, I look fat and I look this. You could say, oh, you know, like a kinder way to talk to yourself. Like, look how eloquent and smart I am. Okay, if I just say one bad thing, it's my goal weight. You don't have to say a bad thing. You don't have to mention your right. weight in that whole discussion. Right. Like, it's two separate things, but it shouldn't be, but it is. The other thing I would say is, have you, I know that you're in Iowa. I don't know what the um, availability is, but I have many friends who've gone to Overeaters Anonymous when they've lost their partner in this. And I think that like part of the thing with your friend is it does help to be around other people who have the same thing. Who are going so, for the same goals. Now yeah. maybe you won't end up liking those rooms or what they do in them. I have no idea. But I just I know a few friends who literally was going through the same thing. Um and they just want other people around them that are going through the same thing. And and it's different than a Weight Watchers because it's about your self esteem and whatever's not about like your you know counting points right. or whatever. So I I think the resentment is when I've had resentments, the good news is when I've worked them through, they always end up being a resentment at myself, which makes me feel better because I don't want to resent people I love for anything. And right. then when I work it through, like if you want to work through a resentment, I'll give you the, the, the way that I do it in my various work that I do. So you go, I have a resentment at blank, Susie, the cause. She lost weight and uh, I didn't. Right. Um, how, what does that affect? My, you could say the choices are like pride pocketbook, sex drive, sense of self, something like that. And you say, what's my part in that resentment? And it's then when you just write down what your part is, it's like, oh, um, beating myself up because she did something that I didn't Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then like, that's it. So it's like, when you take it apart, you go, oh, it's just really at myself for, and then you shouldn't resent yourself. And then you can try to let that go. But it just, it also sounds like 
and I think this is a weird thing. Well, I don't think it's weird, but I think there's grieving. When someone does something that you didn't and you no longer bond, like you've lost something. You're grieving this bond that you used to have and you're in fear. What if I can't do it? She did it. She's going away without me. It's abandonment. It's a lot of stuff to grieve that's very normal. Like cry it out, grieve this. This is, you don't have to tell her about it, but be, that's a huge deal that she did this and you haven't yet. And, um, but she, also, yeah. I, I don't know your friendship with this woman yeah. and what she's like towards you. I think there are a couple of things in here that are really interesting. Um, your friend still feels like she's not good enough, even though everybody tells her she looks great. Oh, now. yeah. I, that part, I was like... And you know what? That yeah. I think that's a really pivotal idea in here, which is that, mm-hmm. listen, I'm sitting across from an incredibly thin woman right now, and I am really overweight. I'm 70 pounds overweight. Now... I know a lot of my friends are performers. Some of them are quite famous. And I cannot tell you how many conversations we have about them feeling bad about their bodies. Mm -hmm. They're the kind of people who have been on the cover of magazines. Okay, Mm. so I'm here to tell you that I weighed 103 pounds. I felt good. Did you say 103? Yeah. I felt good in terms of my physical fitness Mm -hmm. and my energy. But did it change that much in my life? Did it all of a sudden every guy was in love with me or whatever? No. Mm-mm. It just was, I just am. Oh, by the way, I might have sang very well at your 50th, but Allison was thinner than me in my wedding. So That's there you true. go. That's Zach, I was getting you back. Um, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We were the same. But, we um, really weren't. So I just want to point out, like, you, you yourself, you yourself have an answer for yourself, right, in your own question. I think I see a lot of that. That was one of my themes. This. Oh yeah. Time. I love hearing that. Um, you kind of answer your own question. It, it's not, it's not really going to be about the weight at the end of the day. I, yeah. If you want to lose the weight, great. If you're having trouble doing it, I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. But again, you got to be kind for yourself. Shame is not going to make it happen. You're exhausted by being a woman in America because we all are. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Couple more things, just quickly. Mm-hmm. I have found really helpful. I have read recently Lindy West, Roxanne Gay, mm. and Samantha Irby. Yep. And if if you've already read them, because you sound like the kind of person who might have, great. If you haven't, please. Oh yeah. Pick them up and Especially read them. Especially Roxanne Gay, because these are three women who are so smart. So funny, so interesting, and also all overweight and all so honest mm-hmm. and reflective about it. And they talk about not just like, it's not just raw, raw, love yourself however you are. It's about mm-hmm. their struggles to come to terms and to find love for themselves. So mm-hmm. I think you feel less alone when you start reading that kind of stuff and you realize there are a lot of women out there going through what you're going through. Yeah, Roxanne Gay's um, memoir from last year called Hunger. Hunger. And then bad feminists bad her feminist. essays, which I think is something we feel so like good. we're a bad feminist if we want to like lose the normal amount of weight if you've gained some. And I also think too, like, um, it can suck. Like, let's just say you're like, okay, I gained this much weight. I, it doesn't fit my frame. I want to lose it. While you're losing it, you're like, I also hate that society wants me to be mm-hmm. doing that. Like, it sucks when two things are happening like that at once. And as a woman in this country, that will never not be happening. Mm-hmm. I think that's the hard thing to come to terms with. Yeah. You can be the smartest feminist and you mm-hmm. can say something like, all anyone wants from women is for them to be smaller, to take up less space, to quiet down. We all get it. But it doesn't take away the emotional component that mm-hmm. has been beaten into us since we came out of the vagina. Yeah. You know, like you it's always those two things are always gonna coexist because we've been being given this message since we were children. And I think that's 
the work is to come to terms with that in a healthy way. And that's what I was mentioning with the, with the overeaters, like find your people. And with Allison suggesting totally the books, th- those are your people. So yeah. surround yourself with that, like literature, maybe there's podcasts about it. Also, I don't know if you do anything artistic in your own life, but if you are comfortable screaming for your rights, like, can you start a, I mean, this is a ridiculous, I sound like grandma Kirkman, <laughs> but like a storytelling night at a women's bookshop, like but something where ridiculous. like, yeah, like if you can't find your people, then get your people to find you yeah. like bo- tales of body image Monday nights. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't know exactly where you are in Iowa, but I love Iowa city. I'm sure you're not right there because it seems a little more liberal and it doesn't sound like you were in a. Oh no, maybe you are in Iowa city. Who gives a shit? But I also think too, like, and maybe just, you know, when, when I have resentments against people, I suddenly dehumanize them and like I get other and separate and they're perfect in this. And so mm-hmm. like try to stay as close to your friend as possible. It doesn't mean just because she lost the weight and you didn't that she can't be instrumental in helping you. That's the thing. Your friend still knows what it's like. She yeah. still remembers. She can talk to you about it. She can whatever. And the thing that she's where I feel bad for your friend too, is not only that she still feels bad about herself, even though she's lost the weight, it's that people are like, you're hot, you're this. It's like, guys, you're fucking someone up even more. Totally. Like it doesn't register as a compliment. It registers as a challenge, like stay this way or you're worthless. Oh That's what God, I get like 100%. With, with being, you know, when I talk about, oh, I'm in my forties and people go, well, you don't look it. It's like, and then what happens when I do? Is that, <laughs> are you telling me like, I'm right. okay then for it's now? it's going to be bad, right? Yeah. And so... Um, um, I totally. I don't like those kind this. of compliments. When I've I've been there again. When I was a size zero, and mm-hmm. when I got there, all people did. All people did was talk about how thin I was. Mm-hmm. It's and it's so eye opening because you go, oh, like you're saying, you go, oh, oh, so this is all really anyone cares about, right? So I think it's unfortunately up to us as women to do that work of making us ourselves care about more than that until it we can push that into the rest of the world. Which Until is you can get back into that size zero. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. I had to say something stupid. But it is starting to happen. It is starting to happen. There are shifts. So keep, and keep looking for that stuff because you have people like Ashley Graham out there who's doing her like no retouching photo shoots in her swimsuits. Oh, right. And like it's slowly, slowly happening. So take heart and keep being the cool feminist lady that you are. Yes. And thank you for getting out there and screaming for your rights, because there are rights too. And I guess we're, well, we're at time. I don't think we have a time. I don't think we have a time for another question. But how about this really quicksy quicksersen one? Do quicksy quicksersen. Quicksersen. Um, I heard your podcast. No, I'm just saying a thing that I'm not reading. This is how not to procrastinate. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was listening to your podcast and heard you accepted emails. I have a question. What do you do to stop yourself from procrastinating? I'm a second year college student. And I find that I always put off my work to last minute and I end up getting mediocre grades. I want to change this mindset for when I enter into my third year so I can prove to my mom that I, that I can make it to graduation. Well, you're probably going to procrastinate if you're doing something to prove anything. Like, that's no fun. Right. So maybe don't do that. B, C, D, and E, F. <laughs> I procrastinated the classes that I didn't oh like in gosh. high school and college all the time, and I got mediocre grades, and then I excelled where I was interested, and I just let it be. Um, so that's that for college. In terms of life, procrastination a healthy amount I've embraced as part of my creative process. Which I think most people I know yeah. have. Yeah. Yes. And then I think also sometimes it's just about like waiting. A lot of times it's like, oh, I'm waiting for the right time to feel like doing this. Like you're never going to feel like it. Just make, if you have the time, set the alarm, get up, do it for one hour. And like sometimes That's it's exactly re- my advice. Yeah, I have to reward myself all the way through something that I don't want to do, whether it's putting on my favorite movie in the background or like, Drinking my favorite, co- for me, it's like coffee has to be with me 
always. At all times. But if you don't want to like reward yourself with, I don't count that the same as rewarding yourself with like food or drinking, but whatever you can do to like, a lot of times when I'm like, fuck, I just have to return emails. It's like, I light some candle. Just make it pleasant. Right. You get something little for doing the yeah. work that you need to be doing. And I think the appointment with yourself for an hour. Oh, I love it. Is These like are a great titles. A great idea. And you, you just try to sit there for the hour. And if you only get 15 minutes of work done, fine. But you did something. Just cl- turn your Wi-Fi off. Close what? down. Can your, you even do that? You can, yes, you can. Uh-huh. Close down all your browser windows and sit with your work. Pull up a couple things you need to work on. You're allowed to work on either one of them. And just an hour appointment with yourself. And I usually find when you do that, you end up doing more than, more you, than thought. you thought you would. Yep. Yeah. Turn around. I don't know why that's in my head. Get a little bit procrastinating. Um, oh, God. This was beautiful, Allison. You're such a sage. And by that, I mean you smell like an incense. Yes, I do. Um, thanks for having me. And thanks for writing, guys. I know. I mean, we cannot. We literally we have, get through like a third of. Yeah. We're taping we another do. episode tomorrow, which to you guys means nothing because it'll air a week later. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, we're just going to have to go through and see what our favesy davesies are. <laughs> <laughs> that, by the way, talking like that, I stole from you. You did? I think so. Oh, doesn't matter. It's all part <laughs> of the great talking like that. Um. Yes, I've still. I mean, I don't do it on stage. It's just do it to you. I didn't like steal your personality. I'm like, I had a great gig in Sacramento, just saying all the things you do. <laughs> that wouldn't probably be a great gig for you. <laughs> Turn around, bright eyes, and now I'm when I fall apart. <laughs> That's how we're gonna end it. Every now and then you fall apart, and we'll put That's you back the name together. Of our podcast. Every now and then you fall apart. Make an appointment with yourself. And then you said something in the car, one step back. Yeah. That's your inspirational bio instead of lean one in. One step back. One step back. Yeah. Um, because, oh, and here's the artwork on the cover. It's a little stick figure stepping back off a cliff, but we see at the bottom of the cliff, it's just like a big bouncy balls, rainbows, like tent net. Like you feel like you're falling back. But you're really going to just get bounced right back up. Yeah. Oh my God, this is great, you guys. If anyone wants to steal that book idea... We've been recording this, so we will sue you, just so like that luck. woman's going to do in Canada to our boss. <laughs> until, Go Canucks. Until next week. Have fun.